professional right now because I know that every day that I wake up, I have to deal with that reality. No matter how many people get saved, no matter how many people fill auditoriums, no matter how much money I make, my reality is I want my son to be able to function in a way that he could support his life and he can't at this moment. And the dilemma is that I teach faith to everybody else. So the dilemma is I have a reality that doesn't look like the resurrection. He is sitting in my face and I rock him to sleep every night. And my dilemma is I have to get up every week and tell everybody God can do it. God can make a way. I have to look at my wife when she's in the bed fighting depression off of her because to her thinking it's something that she did. And I have to say, no, God is still good. The dilemma is I have to teach and live something that is contrary of what I'm experiencing at this moment. And that is where the enemy tries to come in with deception. And he tries several times every week. He tries to make me feel like God can do miracles through me, but not do miracles for me. And I know this may not be your situation, but you can plug and play your situation in here. But for me, that's my reality. That's my dilemma. And that's my deception. But baby, I get to make a decision. And me and Natalie have made a decision. As for me and my house, oh, I feel this thing. No matter what happens, no matter who comes, no matter what goes, no matter if he never speaks a whole sentence, I have made a decision that I will serve the Lord. It doesn't make the middle feel any better. It doesn't make the fact that after this, I'm going to go to his playroom and he's not going to even know I preached today. And all he's going to be looking for is love from his father. That doesn't make it any, any less, less real. But when I make the right decision... Then there comes a death to some things. And see, my pride has died because of the decision that I've made. Like the, the enemy used to say, you can't tell nobody that. You can't do that. Oh, yeah, baby, I'm using everything. The Bible tells me I overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of my own testimony. This is what we really going through. And there's been some things. My pride has died here. My plan has died here. My preferences died here. And now when something dies, it creates an opportunity for God to do a miracle, for him to deliver, for him to do what seems impossible. And when there's death and deliverance, that's the only time it could be a resurrection. And I don't know what your reality is. I don't know what your dilemma is. I don't know what deception you have believed. But today I want you to know there's a decision you can make in the middle that can change everything. And the reason I know this is because your middle... Mary's middle, Peter's middle, and my middle all have the same thing in common, that God stepped into our middle. See, see, some of you don't understand, but God was faced with the dilemma as well. The reality was, oh, I feel the presence of God, that in the garden, Adam and Eve made a decision <laughs> that separated humanity from the creator and that was reality Eden was shut down 
like all your favorite clothing stores. <laughs> That's why I'm glad everybody's at home on Easter because we would be looking like a Target ad and a Walmart poster at this current moment right now, okay? The reality was we were, Eden was shut down and we were separated from God. And God had a dilemma. God was separated from us, but he wanted to be with us. And he said, there's no way because I'm holy that I can go and be with them unless there is a sacrifice that is made. And this is the thing that you need to know. I need you to write this down. God always makes a way in the middle. I feel this thing right now. No matter what your reality is and no matter if it doesn't line up with the resurrection, no matter what your expectation was and it has not lined up with your experience, no matter what's going on right now, God always steps from reality. Matter of fact, he steps from eternity. He ain't even on this. He's all around it. And he'll step into your dilemma. And he said, he said, I'm not just going to stay here in this dilemma. Because the enemy has been deceived. He think he won. He, the enemy thinks, and that's the same thing he thinks for your life. Because you've been addicted to drugs. That's the same thing he thinks about your family. That he's won. I got him forever. And God said, the enemy really thinks that he has outmatched me. But my, one of my names is a matchless God. That means nobody can step to me. Not, not a sickness, not a disease, not diabetes, not coronavirus. He says, I have the name above every name. I'm the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the one that sits on high but works in the details of my children's life. And he said, the deception is the enemy thought he won. But then God made a decision. And when God made a decision, he decided to send Jesus. I'm about to preach this thing right here. And when he sent Jesus to earth, he sent Jesus to earth so that me and you could have an ability to be back in right relationship with God. That's why 2 Corinthians 5.19 tells us that God was in Christ. So when he sent him, he was in Christ and he was working through Christ. To, to reconcile the entire world back to him. But the only way that this could work is that his decision to send Jesus had to move to a place of death. And that's why the cross is the symbol of our freedom. It's not just a medallion that we wear. It's not just something that we put on t-shirts and outside of churches. It's the symbol that represents your payment. The cross is your receipt for salvation. It's the thing that proves that God made a way in the middle. And that's why as he sat there and took the scourging for us, as he sat there and had a crown of thorns put on his head, as he sat there and he let them abuse him. The Bible says that he could have called legions of angels to save him, but he saw you and he saw me addicted to pornography. And he said, if I don't die, they can't be delivered. If I don't take this death, they're going to live in it. And God didn't want that. And he made a way in the middle. And this is the thing I need everybody to see right now. Now it's your turn to make a decision. Are you going to live your entire life 
in the middle, not recognizing what God has done for you. Can I be very clear about how Jesus died? I feel the presence of God. When Jesus died, when I saw this in the Bible, it, it, it hit me. Because so many of us are dealing with so many dilemmas and deceptions. And now we're at the point where we got to make a decision. And the Bible tells us in Luke that Jesus literally died in the middle of two thieves. Literally, when I'm talking about in the middle, there's so much imagery and symbolism and God was speaking to your situation all the way 2,000 plus years ago when he saw that you were in the middle of losing your house and keeping your family fed. You were in the middle of staying in this marriage or walking away from it. You were in the middle of two things that were trying to rob you. And they had an exchange in the middle. And one thief said in Luke 22, 32, I believe it is. He was like, hey, aren't you the son of God? <laughs> well, if you're the son of God, why don't you save yourself? <laughs> and while you're at it, why don't you save us? At that moment, that thief made a decision. Like some people, sad to say, that are watching this will make. That even though God is close to us, we're still not going to make a decision that could free us forever. And he said, I won't believe. I can't believe. You're dying here just like us. But then there was another man that had done the crime. Another man who was guilty. Another man who did do it. But he had a different perspective on what Christ was doing. He said, bro, don't you even understand and have the fear of God when we're sitting here and we're guilty for what we did? And the thing that you got to understand is we should have been in the place that Jesus was in. It was my sin. It was my addiction to pornography. It was my lying. It was my cheating. It was everything I did that put him on the cross. And in that moment, this man said, Jesus... Hey, listen, I know I messed up a whole bunch and I know there's a lot of stuff I need to explain and, and I really don't even have time for that. Jesus doesn't need your explanation. He was there anyway. He saw it. He, he, he saw it happen. He said, but um, this one thing, could you, at this moment, at this last moment, I'm, I'm turning. I'm going to repent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go away from what I've been doing and I'm going to turn to you. And I don't know if he was standing on this cross and he just literally just turned a little bit. I don't know if the life was sucked out of his body so much that he couldn't really do anything. But somehow he turned to God and listened to Jesus's response on the cross. He literally says to him, he says, hey, today you'll be with me in paradise. Your decision to believe in me has changed everything in your life. And today I want to give you that exact opportunity. Because your decision in the middle right now, your decision of faith, and Jesus' commitment to death will produce the deliverance you need. When Jesus stretched out his hands and they put nails in his hands and nails in his feet, he did it 
so that he could pay for everything you would do. And at this moment, I feel the presence of God coming into your homes, meeting you on your porch, meeting you wherever you are right now. And I want you to feel the love of God poured out through a man giving his entire life who did nothing just for you. Boy, I messed up so many times and you don't know how bad I really am. And God said, I knew it. And so I paid the ultimate death so that you could have ultimate freedom. And I don't know who you are, but the death of Jesus Christ was not worthless. This was the most expensive payment anybody could ever make. And he made it so that you could be delivered from shame, delivered from pain, delivered from lying, delivered from cheating, delivered from the hurt, delivered from the pain, delivered from the loss. And that's why we celebrate resurrection. I need to tell you something that if you don't remember anything that I say ever again, you need to remember this. The resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is an interruption. Anytime that God can interrupt your pain, that is a resurrection. Anytime you're in the middle of a situation that seems hopeless, God says, I will produce a resurrection. And I'll interrupt it. Do you know Jesus interrupted the enemy's plan in the middle remember it was Friday Friday the reality was he was in a tomb and early Sunday morning he rose but do you know what he was doing in the middle he was interrupting the plan of the enemy the Bible tells us that he was in the belly of the earth I feel the presence of God and he was fighting and he took the keys of death hell and the grave and he took, came back with all power so that you could live your life in a resurrection I don't care what's broken in the middle I don't care what's hurting in the middle a resurrection is an interruption today God wants to interrupt whatever lie you've believed I don't care what reality you're facing right now. I don't care that you can't figure it out right now. God wants to meet you and make a way in the middle. I know this has presented some dilemmas, but there's a resurrection and God is ready to interrupt it. I know that you have believed the deception, but God's saying right now, there's a resurrection and I want to interrupt it. Today is your moment to make the greatest decision of your life. Pastor Mike, how do I do that? The Bible tells us all you have to do is call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Can I be real, real with you? I struggled with what I was going to teach today because I wanted to go super deep and then I wanted to make people laugh and then I wanted to do all these other things. But God told me this moment is not about you or anybody else. This moment is about me getting to my children and letting them know that even with all of the mess, I still love them in the middle. And I don't know who that's for right now, but there's some person in this, in this uh, moment who's really feeling like God has forgotten about them. He hasn't. 
Matter of fact, he thought about you before you were even here. And that's why he sent Jesus. And today I want to give you the opportunity not to just live with your reality, live with the dilemmas, be tricked by the deception, make wrong decisions, have to see death in your purpose and family. I want to give you an opportunity to make a decision that brings deliverance. Wherever you are right now, I want to pray with you. I've never given an altar call sitting down before. I just, I don't know. I feel like this is more personal. I feel like this is a moment where somebody's in a vulnerable place. You've been searching for God in all the wrong places. You thought if you got more and if you got in those connection groups and if you, if you had the success or the house, somehow you would be fulfilled. And the truth is, there is a hole that you have in your heart that God can only fill. And until you invite him into that area, you make a decision to accept the way that God made for you in the middle of whatever you're going through right now. You'll always be searching. Today is the day where you make the greatest decision of your life. And I believe so firmly that this is your moment. This is your moment. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. This is your moment. If you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life, to be your personal Lord and Savior. This is not about being spooky and crazy. And this is the thing I need everybody to understand. God is so good that he accepts you with all your, your habits. See, some of y'all like, I got some stuff I got to clean up first. There's some stuff I need to change. And God says, if you give me your heart, I'll help you change your habits. If you give me what you have, I'm the only one that can make it what it will be. Today is your decision that changes everything. And you can't focus on the critics right now. You can't focus on them. This is the time you focus on the character of Jesus. Because my God always makes a way in the middle. If that's you, in your home, watching this at whatever time you're watching it, some of you are already crying tears and some of you are sitting in so much pride and your insides are shaking because they're saying, this is what we need. This is what we've been searching for. But you don't want to be a hypocrite and you don't want to have anybody talk about you. Listen, all that doesn't matter. See, the decision you're about to make right now is not just a decision for your eternity. It's a decision for your history, too. And right now, God wants to come in, but you got to make the decision. If that's you right now, would you just lift your hands wherever you are? Come on, I don't care who's sitting around you. I, I, I could care less. Your life matters more than what people think about you. Right now, just lift your hand. If you're tired of doing it your way, just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. I feel the presence of God coming and invading people's lives right now. You're making that decision right now, and we're going to pray. And at Transformation Church, we pray all together. So I want everybody that's watching, every device, every person sitting around, every teenager, every child, I want you to pray this prayer with me because I believe that total deliverance is happening even in this moment right now. Everybody say, God, thank you for sending Jesus and making a way in the middle just for me. Today, I give you my life. I turn from everything that's not like you. And I turn to you. God, heal me. Deliver me. Change me from the inside out. I accept the resurrection is now an interruption. And I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen.
Yo, if you just prayed that prayer, I need everybody to start clapping. Because I know there are thousands of people. No, I need you to clap right now. In your house right now. There are thousands of people who just made a decision that changes everything in the middle. And what I'm telling you is right now, you need to know that you don't have to walk this alone. We, we don't want you to walk this alone. We want to help you. I want you to text the number that's on the screen right now. Text save to this number and we're going to help you. We're going to walk with you. And this is all I'm asking you. I'm begging you right now. Just keep coming back. Every Sunday we're going to be here. Next week I'm going to do a series called Deliver Me From People. And I'm telling y'all, y'all do not want to miss this. And then after that we're going into a series called Relationship Goals Reloaded. And we're going to help your relationships get in place. I'm telling you, I want to walk with you. I want to be your coach. I want to be your guide. And we want to help you. We want to pray for you. We want to stand with you. We want to be real with you. We want you to know that the best days of your life are right in front of you. Thank you, Father, for what you did today. And God, thank you for what you did over 2,000 years ago. Thank you for standing in the middle for us. And God, today we worship you. This is not about an Easter bunny. This is not about eggs. This is about the way you made in the middle for each one of us and today we call you who you are you're a good father and you're a way maker you're a miracle worker you're the light in the darkness no matter how dark the middle gets god we can trust you right now and today we make a decision that we will not stop in the middle we won't let our deceptions be able to control our decisions but we will call you who you are and we will worship you in this moment can we do that right now can we call god who he is somebody say way maker miracle worker promise come on say light in the